Alrighty, everybody. Good morning. Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. And it's come down to this, Wiz. Three games left, and we are at Conference Championship Sunday. It was. I have to tell you, Wiz, it was very strange yesterday. Uh, I don't know if you realized it or not. Yesterday was the first Saturday in probably five weeks that we didn't have NFL football because of the way they ran the schedule. So very strange not having any football yesterday. Yeah, I, I had not thought about that. But yeah, with the end of the season schedule and then the way they work the playoffs to Saturday games. So uh, it was strange and we're winding down. The season goes by so quick. I mean, you know, we start talking about this thing in the spring with the draft and OTAs and all of that stuff. But the season really, really flies by. And, uh, you know, this has always been like a time that's always been uh, a very, very exciting day. There's more, I, I think... I think that you could say that in some ways there's more excitement for Championship Sunday than even Super Bowl Sunday because you have the four teams, the two games, um, and uh, I don't know, just for some reason, I just have a history of watching football and just remembering like these these Championship Sundays just being so exciting. Yeah, I am very excited for today, even though you and I, you know, we don't have our, any of our quote-unquote teams in this thing, but... I do think the four best teams in the NFL are, are remaining. Uh, you know, it's so funny that this season started on that Thursday night with the Lions going to Kansas City, which I think a lot of people were surprised about. Not not quite, you know, for sure people knew that the Lions, the way they ended last season and, and kind of been following this team for a while since they were on hard knocks and hard not to get. Uh, impressed by what Dan Campbell has done and, and his players buying into what he's done. So I certainly think that underdog feel, um, and again, the Lions aren't an underdog this year. They won 12 football games, but they're going against a very strong team on both sides of the ball who has home field advantage in the 49ers. Uh, on the flip side, I think you got a man on a mission in in uh, Lamar Jackson in Baltimore who's had a terrific season, uh, not turn the ball over. Um, this defense is special. Uh, I think when you look at the combined efforts of, of this team collectively on both sides of the ball, uh, kind of historic measurements, quite frankly. And, uh, you know, it's been a weirder season for the Chiefs, right? They haven't kind of they found their way at times offensively, though that's kind of rounded into shape a little bit over the last coming weeks. And a defense, again, that's played very, very well over the course of the season. And it's kind of, kind of, I think Steve Spagnuolo's defense has been a big force and uh, they're going to get tested today. So, uh, yeah, excited for these games. Uh, you know, it is interesting, Wiz, when you get down to these last two games, right? You have the ability to kind of just sit down, dissect, um, look at common opponents who they've played. N- neither of these teams have played each other uh, this particular season. It's been a while, actually, since the Ravens and, and Chiefs have s- squared off. And uh, same goes for the Niners. But Jared Goff's very familiar with this San Francisco 49 team in his time as a Los Angeles Ram. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, it's very unusual. You know, you got four teams left, and they haven't. The, the Ravens have not played Kansas City, but they've walloped the other two teams that are in the semifinals here, the Final Four. Yeah, walloped. So, uh, and it is amazing with what they, with they've done against teams with winning records and playoff teams. I yeah, mean, they had yeah. so many convincing yeah. wins. It's just a, a very impressive season by them. Yeah, so let's get right to it. Let's start with those Baltimore Ravens. They're, they're, the, line, the line had started off at three, 
It moved up to three and a half. It moved up to four. I even took a peek at some point last night, and it had drifted up to four and a half, and I was really surprised about that. And I think some people who, like Kansas City, have said enough is enough here, and, and they must have made some some fairly you know big wages on Kansas City plus four and a half, and now the line is back down to four points. But I'll start off with this game today. And, uh, you know, I like trends. And when I see something that has stood through the whole season, I want to play it. Um, the, the Baltimore Ravens have won eight games at home this year, and they have not won any of those games by less than six points. Um, six points or more in every home win. So I want to lay the points with the Ravens. And look, I may wake up tomorrow morning and say to myself, what the heck did you do here? You made four points, even though I, you know, I made three and a half, but you know, the line's four now against Patrick Mahomes. You're crazy for doing that, but I just got to go with that trend. The final straw for me was Thune being ruled out. And, you know, it's not that he's a good pass-blocking guard. He's the number one pass-blocking guard in the entire NFL. And not having him there with the combined penalties that those tackles get on Kansas City, you know what's going to happen with that Baltimore crowd. Um, they, gonna, I just feel they're going to put Kansas City and Mahomes in a lot of difficult down and distances. So as far as the total, no play for me. But I'm going to lay the four points right now <clears throat> with the Ravens, and I want to go with that trend at home wins uh, where they've not won any home game by less than six points. What say you for the line in total? Yeah, so, I mean, completely. If you, Obviously, if you've been following this podcast uh, last week, I, I thought that the Chiefs were going to beat the Bills, and I, I was correct on that. I made that, I made that bet basically – a week before the game took place. I did the same thing last Sunday, Wiz, uh, like you. Um, I, I was able to get the three points, but like you, um, I think the Thuny thing is, is, is a big deal. Uh, I look at what Kansas City went through to beat a Bills team, which was so maligned defensively. No starting linebackers remaining, guys coming off the street like A.J. Klein, a secondary that was basically cut in half with injuries, and it took everything for the Chiefs to win that football game. Uh, not to take anything away from the Buffalo Bills as, as a team because they had an incredible run to end the season. But the, the, the Ravens have been dominant. They wallop, as you mentioned, San Francisco, in San Francisco. They took care of Detroit at home. They've taken care of all of these good teams. They're tremendous on both sides of the football. Lamar Jackson is taking care of the football much better. Mark Andrews coming back. Weather will be a little bit of a factor, a little bit of rain showers, not super windy. But I just look at the Ravens. They get the extra day of rest as well. They get to stay home, sleep in their own beds, all of that sort of stuff. I absolutely love the Ravens this week. I think they're going to the Super Bowl. Um, I don't take lightly picking against Patrick Mahomes or this Kansas City Chiefs team or Andy Reid. I like all of them. I like everything about this team. They're the defending Super Bowl champions, so it goes through them. But uh, everything that Wiz discussed and some of the things that I just added is the reason, especially the dominance on both sides of the football, uh, that I'm betting the Baltimore Ravens. And I would lay the four points as well right now. Alrighty, um, <clears throat> I started off with the game. Why don't you uh, tell us which player props stand out to you? Yeah, so uh, last Sunday as well, I looked at Lamar Jackson's rushing yards. I saw what 
uh, Josh Allen did against them. Now, I do realize, like I said, that Andrews is going to come back. How much he plays in this particular game remains to be seen. But Lamar Jackson against the Kansas City Chiefs has never rushed for less in four or five games, have never rushed for less than 73 yards. His average in the playoffs is 90. This line started at 60.5 is when I bet it. It currently is sitting at 64.5. I took the over for Lamar Jackson at 60.5, but I still think at 64.5 it is an outstanding play. Um, the other play I have in this game, and the only other play I have in this game was, and this is a kind of a strange one, but uh, Gray, the, the tight end, the backup tight end for Kansas City, uh, now, there's no Tony. Uh, it's a it's an impaired receiving core here. Um, he was on the field 60% of the time last week. I think they will run similar packages because I think they will attempt to get Pacheco involved in this particular football game. But I'm going over one and a half receptions for Noah Gray this Sunday. All right, Ian. I looked at a few as well. Um I wanted to play Rasheed Rice. I did not get to play in at five and a half. The line has moved to six and a half. Were you getting odds? <clears throat> but I, I just don't want to – I'm not going to make that play at six and a half. I was looking at that one. Um, I think Kelsey was still five and a half. I'm okay with that one over receptions. Um, and I'm okay with McCall Hardman under one and a half receptions. I just don't see how they're going to use him and trust him in the passing game. Maybe he'll get some jet sweeps. Maybe – uh, they'll use him in the running game a little bit again, but I want to play him under one and a half receptions. But my best game is I'm going to come back with a play that I lost last week. They just could not get the ball and the weather and all of that stuff. Uh, my best prop play for this game is Patrick Mahomes over 36 and a half attempts. This is going to be in line with how I think the game is going to go. I think I'm either going to win both these bets or I'm going to lose both these bets with the Ravens and Patrick Mahomes over attempts. I just think the Ravens are going to score points. And unlike last week where the game was just a bottleneck and it was a close game and 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 the, and the weather and the Bills were running the ball down their throat, I think there could be more explosive plays in this game today. And if my Prediction is right that the Ravens will get out and get ahead of them, and, and they'll be leading the game most of the way. It'll lend itself to that. So I'm going to go as my best prop play for the Kansas City game, Pat Mahomes over 36-and-a-half uh, attempted passes. Uh, I, I did want to say one thing, was uh, this is pre-Roquan Smith and pre-Kyle Hamilton being part of the Raven defense, but in every career start against the Ravens, uh, Travis Kelsey, now again, he's – He's a lot older because they haven't played since 2021. But in every career start against the Ravens, Travis Kelsey has had over 73 yards receiving. Yeah, I, I looked at that. And that's why I, I prefer their actual receptions to yardage. Because when you look at the way they play, he, he just gets Kelsey going. And he'll throw him, you know, he'll get like two or three completions on just like one-yard passes just to see if he can break some tackles. They get down there to the goal line, he'll throw it to him. So I feel much better about receptions um, than I do about yards, but I, I did look at that as well. So um, Kelsey over receptions, McCall Hardman under receptions, other prop plays that I like, but the one that I feel strongest about Mahomes over attempts. So anything further about that game, or we want to get to 49ers and Lions? Yeah, let's move to Santa Clara and the Lions uh, going there to play the 49ers. So I, I did look at this, Wiz. So both of these teams rank in the top five in rushing 
The Niners obviously do it with uh, Christian McCaffrey and that two-headed monster of Montgomery and Gibbs um, basically averaged 135 yards combined uh, per game, uh, whereas San Fran had 140 rushing yards per game. So these are two of the top five rushing defenses. Uh, I have my concerns about the, the Lions not having Jonah Jackson and Frank Ragnow not being 100% against this defense. Now, I looked at the Niners last week. They seemed like they were a little bit rusty for sure. I don't think the better football team won last week. I think the Green Bay Packers outplayed them, but unfortunately, that's not the way the game worked out. Uh, I think things will be a little bit different, and you talked about Debo Samuel, and this offense works a little bit different when Samuel is on the field. Whether he's completely 100%, that remains to be seen. Um you know, that being said, you know, this line has kind of moved around between six and a half and seven and a half. It currently sits at seven. The over-under uh, is at 51 and a half. Uh, I would say this, Wiz, uh, I'm not betting the game per se. Uh, I I would make an emotional bet in taking the Lions getting seven or seven and a half, but it wouldn't be it wouldn't be a intellectual bet. And then I do I, I am very concerned about that. Very strong Detroit Lion offensive line potentially being impacted against a, a very strong front by the 49ers. Uh, and the Niners, where they are susceptible, is in the back end. So I think both of these teams are going to have to throw the ball. We we really know that the number one receiver the last four weeks has absolutely eaten up the 49ers. Uh, sorry, the, the Lions. And that's Nakua. That's CeeDee Lamb, that's Justin Jefferson, and last week it was Mike Evans. Uh, this is not a good defense uh, in the back end. Uh, I expect Brock Purdy to throw it a lot, um, for sure. Uh, so I think that's the way they're going to be effective in, in winning this football game. Um, and conversely, you know, the Lions are going to have to keep up with them, and they're going to be throwing the football a lot. So what I do like in this game, Wiz, I like over 51 and a half. I'm staying away from the line itself. Yeah, I mean, I hear you. I'm not playing the line. I think the line is correct. Um, I don't think there's any edge, uh, at least for me, looking at it uh, strongly. Um, you're going to play the over. I, I just, you know, with these unders and overs, it's just so tricky because you could have like one of these five or six-minute drives and then Dan Campbell decides not to take points and he goes for it and they, they miss it and you get nothing out of, the, out of it and it can make the over uh, – hard to reach at that level but but I hear you and you have to figure the 49ers are going to play a much more crisp game on offense as well so I hear you as far as the total I'm a pass as far as the line uh, and total is concerned um, so in terms of props for this game an interesting game I'm going to assume based on what you said that there are some overs that you like as far as player props uh, for this game. I do, I do. There's a few. So uh, I, I played a lot more in this particular game. So I'm going over 30 and a half for Jared Goff uh, passing attempts. Uh, very interesting line was uh, Aiden Hutchinson has been on an incredible run in terms of sacking the quarterback. And this is not to say that the, the Niners. Uh, Niners offensive line, by the way, is not as strong as it was a couple of years ago. It's it's a little weaker, but he's had a sack in every single game the last six weeks. Um, his line started at a quarter of a sack, and it is up to three quarters of a sack uh, at the moment. So something that I'm considering playing, I haven't done it yet. Um, Jameer Gibbs was on the football field only 35% of the time in the last two weeks. I remember that game against, if the game goes 
the way I think it could go, where the Lions are probably playing from behind. I, th- I think we're going to see a lot more J- Jameer Gibbs on the field. I feel where his prowess is going to be is in the receiving game. If you remember that game when Montgomery did not play against Baltimore, he, uh, Gibbs had 10 catches in that game for like 60 yards. Uh, he also was successful running against them. I think Jameer Gibbs is going to be much more active in this game, and this is not taking anything away from Montgomery, but I think this is the kind of game where you want to get your running back outside and you want to get him in space. So I'm going over Jameer Gibbs, which is currently 23 and a half receiving yards in this particular game. Um, the other one I am betting with, and this is the one, and this is my bet of the day. Uh, it's a very strange one. I've been waiting for the line to come out all day long. Jared Goff has played six games against the, the, the uh, San Francisco 49ers. All of them have been as a Los Angeles Ram but he's gone over 10 rushing yards in every single game, which is quite incredible. For the longest time, there was no rushing yards for Jared Goff in this game. I think he's going to go back to pass a lot in this particular game. But you know what, Wiz? The line came out this morning. It was one and a half rushing yards, and it's a two-unit bet for me. Over, I know he doesn't run. He's got 26 rushing yards in the season. But this is what he's done against San Francisco. Hard to ignore it. Over one and a half rushing yards, Jared Goff today. <laughs> That's a fantastic one. The line one and a half. You know what's funny about that? You could win that bet on two quarterback sneaks. I mean, they they have with that offensive line. He's been used in in, in real short yardage, not at the goal line, but um, in in between the twenties when they have like third and uh, short amount. He's been used as quarterback sneaks, so you could actually win that bet on two one-yard quarterback sneaks. That would be fantastic. That's a great um, research you did on on that. Uh, similar, you know, type of thing, right? The Rams and you know uh, the Forty ers you know, big pass rush by the Forty ers It lends itself to opening lane, so uh, all it takes is just one play. So uh, look, can I, I can I, I I want to ask you one question? Was I mentioned that stat about number one receivers? against the Lions, right? Do you think this is a game where the the San Francisco 49ers are going to try to exploit the Achilles heel of the, of the Lions? Yeah, I think, I think they, I think they are. The issue for me is there isn't one guy like the guys you mentioned, right? CeeDee Lamb is going to get the Lions share. Even when Cooper Cup has been back, Pukunakua is just getting the lion's share of the carry of the of the of the targets. When you look at the way the 49ers go, honestly, even though I personally think Brandon Ayuk is the best pass catcher on the 49ers, you're just not quite sure when it's going to be Ayuk's day, when it's going to be Samuel's day, when it's going to be George Kittle's day, or quite frankly, when it's going to be the day where McCaffrey catches six, seven passes out of the backfield. So they usually play the type of game where everybody gets involved. So unless you're going to just tee off and play the overs on all of those guys, to me, I'm having a difficult time singling it out. Um, but certainly, um, certainly I like the idea. So I have a, I have a crazy prop play that I've never played before. It's never been talked about this podcast in the few years we've been doing these podcasts is I am going to play props on the 49ers' first drive of the game. 
And I've noticed in the playoffs, the Rams in the first playoff game, they moved the ball up and down the field in their first drive. In the game against Tampa Bay, they were moving the ball beautifully their first drive. And Baker Mayfield or the offensive line didn't adjust, and they, they gave up an easy sack that is never going to happen to the game. I want to go first drive 49ers. They crossed midfield. They crossed the Lions 20. Debo Samuel catches a pass, and actually they score a touchdown on their first drive. I love the combination of that Lions defense not being ready on the first drives in these playoff games combined with Kyle Shanahan scripting the first 15, 20 plays. So I'm going to play first drive. I know it's a crazy play, but I'm going to play a bunch of 49ers stuff on the first drive uh, that they have the ball. Um, And then my best prop of the day, I absolutely love this one, is Jamison Williams under two and a half receptions. This is my play of the day. Jamison Williams, including the two playoff games, has played 14 games. He's gone over two receptions twice. He's played three games that have not been in the Dome Stadium. In those three games combined, he caught two passes. So I love Jamison Williams under two and a half receptions. I think when Goff has the ball and the Lions are throwing it, and there's just a lot of guys that are coming before Jamison Williams, those two backs, obviously St. Brown, obviously Laporter. He's got the rapport with Craig Reynolds. I, I just feel like they're – the throws to Jamison Williams are the, not the high percentage completion throws. They're usually way down the field. So my proper play of not only this game, but of Championship Sunday, Jamison Williams under two and a half receptions. Oh, I love that. You did your research, and uh, I'll be joining you on that one. <laughs> yeah, so we'll, we'll, see, uh, we'll, we'll see how it plays out. Uh, so from a standpoint of just a fan, I think if you don't have – a horse in the race, it's kind of difficult not to want to see the Lions get in there. Would you Would you agree with that? The guy that doesn't is not the 49er fan. The guy that doesn't have a bet on the 49ers. The guy that's just well, – the, the, I shouldn't say just the guy. The guy or woman that is just watching this game kind of probably sentimentally want to see the Lions get, to, get in that Super Bowl, correct? Yeah, it's been, it's been many moons. Many moons. Uh, we've seen a lot of stories uh, about the fan base there, and, and I'm excited to see these two football games today. Was It should be two great games. Uh, it's been a fun ride all season. Uh, obviously, we'll have the Super Bowl to talk about uh, next, but uh, we'll get a little bit of a break in that. But we'll, maybe we'll do something in the middle of next week, talking just a little football, some of these coaching changes and stuff. But uh, – Very excited uh, for today's games. Uh, I hope you enjoy them. Uh, Stay dry. And uh, great job as always, Wiz. Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. You as well.